0: Alright, people, we are on the post show. Alright, people. Hey party people. Let's do this. Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. Jenkins. Why aren't you playing? Play, damn you. Play.
1: You can do it. No, not that song. The one before. How come I'm not turned up? I got guns in my weird. head and they won't go. Spirits in my head and they won't go. I got guns in my head and they won't go. I wanted to use this song for the intro, except there was no like. He's the first thing is word, yeah. and that's hard to do for the intro. So, down a little bit more, give you some more volume so you can put in your soundboard stuff. So there was a couple finales this week. There were a few on finales on the TV, and. um which so,
0: one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about
1: Silicon Valley first. All
0: right, Silicon Valley first.
1: So what do you got? So um, I'm thinking that, um, you know, we were talking about how good things never last long. Whoa. I was just going to say it. This guy fucks. <laughs> he, Russ is right. Mm-hmm. That guy does fuck. Um. So it was an interesting wrap up. It was kind of a feel good thing, you know. It was, it, well, it was,
0: it was a failure of everything they had done, but they right. still managed to find something to like, like etheric they, victory, right? They, they found some, uh, or a phoenix. They they found some way to to rise out of the ashes and still be the old show that they were, but just have right. gone through this transition
1: into. Right, yeah. so they flirted yeah. with fame, mm-hmm. and now they're pivoting and, right. and going to be the yeah. same old startup. I mean, new startup, right?
0: Uh, they still have the middle out compression as their thing, right? They still have that. So they still have that IP, right? Which they and, and they found a way for Big Head to stay on the show.
1: They did the um, so you know the initial app that they wrote with the middle out compression. You know no one was ready for it right People right. didn't get it right. uh, it's kind of a, a it's kind of a valid story in the tech industry right people are too early with certain mm-hmm. things and then you know they found that it works great for video compression right.
0: the only the only untrue thing about it is that they would have totally got the money <laughs> and just <laughs> been, you know slowly uh T- you know, slowly dissolving over mm-hmm. a course of two or three years. So that—that's the TV part. Is—is yeah. is yeah. that Richard Kim had a conscience? Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. The um, I don't know. I, I was disappointed with the the Erlich part. I, like thinking of earlier in the season when he was smoking the bomb, choking on the bomb, mm-hmm. right? You know, and he had the most salient right yeah. comment, right? you know that they they felt like they blew the load there and like at the end it was like i will not respect you richard right. and then they cut and it's like always blue always blue <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> always yeah. blue and you know i didn't like that transition that that kind of rubbed me like for like the whole finale like that's what sticks with me i don't like that
0: well i mean i it, it felt like it felt like a reset Right, it felt like all right. Okay. We, we, we did this stuff. We did the, this crazy story, but now we're resetting back to where we were because that's where we're more comfortable writing,
1: mm-hmm. right.
0: and that's fine. I, and I get it because you know you're parodying you're you're parodying all this interesting stuff in you know the Silicon Valley, but that wasn't their wheelhouse, and right. it, it kind of became clear throughout the season that uh, they had a lot of stuff to talk about in the beginning mm-hmm. when they were talking about you know getting a new office and all the other stuff, yeah. and that that stuff was great, and then it kind of sort of. It got too intricate, Mm -hmm. and also the story of them being successful isn't as interesting as the story of them trying to be successful. So, I I I don't know. I find I I think it's fine, and I think you know I'm I'm anxious to see the next season. You know what they come up with, and Mm -hmm. and these characters are 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 funny enough to sustain uh, you know wherever they go, but. It's good that they stick in their wheelhouse. Right. Uh, on the other hand, I don't want them to get complacent and just stay in their wheelhouse. I mean, I like them to to, to try new things. Like you know uh... but I understand also the, the the idea of that Ehrlich, you know that room. That's the bridge of the Enterprise, right? That mm-hmm. that's the right. that's the main set. You gotta stay in that main set. That that's your. That's where you, know, you you pull people in by having that as your uh, as your guide point as, as your your Cheers bar your place where the main stuff happens.
1: I was up at the Colo last week and I shot this photo and put it on our Slack at work. I'm like, see that spot right there? That's where your huli end frame compression. Yes, box goes. right.
0: <laughs> the 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 community table, for example, right? The the, the study room. Yeah, the, the, there's. There needs to be some sort of iconic place. Oh, it's, her, yeah, it's yeah. definitely
1: iconic, right? I mean, if if Guilfoy wasn't off by himself in the corner, right? You know, and Dinesh wasn't sitting where he was sitting, um, that's that's their place, right? I right. mean, Richard sits there and Jared sits there, but really, that's Guilfoy and Dinesh's place.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean I, I hear
1: what you're saying, drawing the analogy to the community table, but to me, that's Guilfoy and Dinesh's place. That, that's and, where a lot and of other people yeah, yeah, are just yeah. players. Right. And, right.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, like I said, that, that, that's just the that is the 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 set they go back to the most. That is where they're the most comfortable mm-hmm. doing bits and stuff like that. Yeah. that I mean, the, this guy fucks <laughs> that was in yeah. that room just a different angle, but it was yeah. in that room, yeah. you know. So, like I said, that, yeah, that's the bridge. Mm-hmm. That, that's the that's where the act. That's where the the propulsive part takes place. That's where you start your stories and, and where you end your stories, essentially. Right.
1: The other thing I'm saying is consider that Gilfoyle is Captain Picard and not Rich H- Rick Hendricks. You know, yeah, yeah He, run, I, he well, runs that room.
0: No, I, I see what you're saying, but it, yeah. you know, you can sort of say you know Abed sitting in a chair is yeah. you know the anchor of is one of those anchors. Yeah, maybe that's an anchor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, Dinesh and Gilfoyle are those anchors, and, and Pierce would have been that anchor if Chevy Chase wasn't just fuck up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So what do you think it's going to, I mean, like, what are we going to expect from oh, the Oh, I, I have no idea. Yeah, who no. Knows. I mean,
0: you know, they, they can do anything yeah. now. They, they, they went back to basics. And, and so and I don't think they'll go in, in, in the direction of, oh, this gets popular too. But
1: So why was the Tech Rag or um, Got Dirt, like, screen right at the Hooli
0: yeah, that was weird. That that was way too convenient. Like I couldn't figure that out why that was there. No, I, I couldn't figure that out either. But they, when I saw that, that was like okay, they they had to find some way to
1: to to. But like, in what plausible reality would there be a computer oh, screen none, there with an ad on it?
0: None. Uh, what I would have, if you know, just off off my head she's walking out of the Huli place and she sees like
1: a bus ad or something
0: a bus ad or or a newspaper that has an ad in the back of it or something right. like that uh you know a silicon valley or news, but but I, I i my guess is they they had to cut it for time and they had to find a, a spot yeah. to put that in they had to give her some motivation to call it or at least remind the audience that that's there so that it doesn't come out of the blue yeah uh I you know, I understand. I understand the reason. I also understand that. Uh, yeah, it is it, it, not. It's not perfect construction. Sometimes it's not going to be awful. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I look. I mean, I also. I, I understand making stuff. I understand sometimes you kind of you got it. You got to shoehorn stuff in there. And Silicon Valley is not a show. You know, as much as I, I, I do love the show, it, it's not a show where I feel like it has to be super crafted in order to work. Right. I was fine with letting that slide. Right. Because the the whole point was she decides to call Code Rag and to remind people that Code Rag exists. Mm-hmm. That was the point of that. It wasn't to. <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> Silicon Valley is not a show that that needs verisimilitude. <laughs> it doesn't need to totally reflect reality in order for it to work.
1: It was so funny that, you know, she sold her blog to Ehrlich and then. They sold yeah. the blog to Galvin, right? You know, just to keep a story quiet
0: uh, about a about a dumb elephant, which is also just out of you know, kind of. I mean, it was set up by all the animal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that was a long play, actually. Uh, yeah, a long but play did to set up the joke. For a while. I did love it, another. You know they, they, Silicon Valley does excel at the sort of lewd uh, sex jokes and the whole Earle thing about him masturbating and not coming while he's talking. To <laughs> the, that was that, that like should be on TJ Miller's uh, you know Emmy uh, submission because just him giving that monologue <laughs> <I> didn't come
1: <laughs> was yeah, it was a great performance. <laughs> that was good. Uh, one of the other scenes I liked from the season was when Galvin was sent to the roof, right? And he walks yeah. out on the roof. I was I was hoping that some of the other roofers were going to be out there and he was going to have to interact with them, but it was, you know he was kind of by himself. But just I kind of like I kind of like how they tied that in.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, I wonder what what Huli's. I mean, Huli. I guess I mean they're set up as the city college. That's uh-huh. that's their thing to To use another community reference, they're they're just sort of a, a constant antagonist. Mm-hmm. That's out there, just trying to get them, and you know they're they they're, they're slightly better, and they have more money, but they're still, whole. but they're still just they're With still the just you know? as just as much of a fuck up as Pied Piper, just on a larger scale. Just as much fuck up as Greendale, but just on a larger scale. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would I would have loved had Community gone on for like eleven seasons, which probably would have overdone it, But it would have been great to see like an episode just focus on. Like, an anti-study group in City College. <laughs> <laughs> an Anti-Jeff. Right,
1: an anti- yeah. Oh, that, that would have been... That would have been really good. Yeah. The thing is, you'd have to get the actors. You know, I mean, it would have yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. been tough. It would have been tough. Harming probably could have pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it would have been tough.
0: It would have been... But it would have been fun. I mean, it would have been exactly the kind of,
1: you know... They could have... What if they would have staffed it with all, like, recognizable faces? Like, all cameos?
0: That, or, would, be, that would be cool, too. But...
1: Yeah, that that would have been a great that would have been great. Like, You know, some of the people from Parks and Rec, you know, stuff like that, right? <laughs> and I, you know, I'm sure they
0: they came up with that idea because the you know that that writers' room is is one of the one of the ones that um, is kind of legendary in in terms of its both its turmoil
1: and its uh, okay genius. I love that idea so much. That would have been <laughs> awesome. Especially, like, if all the people were recognizable from other comedy shows. Right? Oh, well, that, that would, I mean, yeah. That would be really hard to pull off. But, yeah. It would have been hard to pull off. But imagine, like, yeah. if like, there was a character from Parks and Rec and a character from, you know, wherever. And... It, it, they could I mean, they could have just made a tag and,
0: and it would have worked. But an episode, getting a story around it would have been even more awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh but anyway back back to Silicon Valley so, yeah it was okay I mean it was fine it, it was I understand what they were doing they were resetting the show they were they were going back to their to their basics which they were which they are good at they explored this area and they're like all right well there's not as much or at least will
1: Hendrix learn anything will he be a better CEO better manager Not if or, the show wants to continue yeah. Right, I understand that. Part of me is like rooting for, like, come on, man, stop being a dick. (laughs) That, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. What would the show be if it wasn't?
0: Yeah, if if he wasn't jumping to conclusions, and if these people were competent, then it wouldn't be the show that it is. Yeah, right. I mean, there's no reason why Guilfoyle wouldn't have a new job by now. Or Dinesh, based on based on everything they've done, <laughs> right. and and you know all the stuff. There's no reason why they would be working out of Ehrlich's thing right now.
1: The scene with the jacket at the coffee shop was really good. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. The, the when he the, the monologue we yeah. talked about the master it was it was really good too. Yeah. All right, I guess that's uh. Time for Game of Thrones. That was a really good episode.
0: Okay. That was really, really good. I liked it a lot. It was well done, and it really moved the story. It said, oh, okay. For sure. All right. Time to put... we taking our uh, feet off the brake, and we are hitting the pedal big time now. I mean, Danny's
1: going to Westeros. It's happening. It's Danny's finally happening. Danny's going to Westeros, happening. but, like... The whole power structure mm-hmm. of King's Landing. Oh yeah, except for Cersei, yeah, it's,
0: it's, they wiped them all. They wiped them out. all out, and so you realize you sort of realize, oh, this is she's a force to be reckoned with. Even, and also when Tommen you know killed himself, you, you sort of saw that that part of her, the part of her that humanized her, which was her love for her kids, is gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not what she had anticipated. I don't, pretty sure. She was happy being the mysterious hand of the king. Right. But, hey, look, she just fell into the uh, rank of... uh,
0: Of of king. So, I mean, she's going to mirror the Mad King, right? She's going to want to burn them all. Essentially, because she's not going to care. Uh-huh. Uh, and anything that's left for her to care about is gone. So she will just she will just want to kill them all, and yeah. she will be. Killed I mean, by, she's not going to have much. She'll time. be killed by Jamie. It's sort of telegraphed. Jamie killed the Mad King. Jamie's going to kill her. He's going to be the double Kingslayer. She's
1: so yeah, Slayer. the Kingslayer or the Mad King wanted to burn his own people, right? And now Jamie's sister did just that with right. the same with ammunition. This, yeah, exactly.
0: And she's going to do the same thing. She's going to say, "Burn them all again," right? I mean, that, that's that's the poetic thing to happen. That, that's the story thing to happen is that she will she will mirror the Mad King, and she will simply. I mean, remember? I don't know if you remember. I do. In the very beginning, uh, in uh, Robert asked Jamie, you know, because he's the Kingslayer and he's you know insulted for that, but he asked him, "What did uh, what did the Kingslayer say when you stabbed him in the back?" And he said the same thing he's been saying he's been saying for hours. Kill them all. And you saw the sort of look on Robert's mm-hmm. face is like, oh. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, the, the the poetry is that he, Jamie has to do, he has to kill the woman that he still loves.
1: Right. Because
0: he, it turns out, is better than everyone thinks he is
1: okay I mean I was wondering what his motivation would be because he doesn't seem
0: well he has the whole thing with Brienne and and you know yeah
1: I mean he has has honor in the knighthood but I mean the whole thing about Game of Thrones is the feudal system right I mean it's in a world where the lords are not the same beings as the peasants right you know, the peasants pledged their lives to yeah. the lords. You know, so... But the reason Jaime killed the Mad King was not because...
0: Was because the Mad King was going to kill everybody. Uh, he he felt mm-hmm. some pain. What there was, was his role?
1: Was he Hand of the King? Or? He, he
0: was the, the leader of the Night's nice Guard. Leader
1: of the night nice Guard, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I, I understand that. It, I'm trying to reconcile it, right? Because they the more I watch it, the more I see that, you know, all of these houses that pledge themselves to the Starks, and that even the peasants of Winterfell, you know, blindly following their lord, you know, they're not all humans. You know, there's No, there's there's lords and there's peasants. Right. And and they have different value. So it's kind of interesting that Jamie has sees humans as I mean I understand Brienne, right? Yeah. She's a knight, right? That's part of the hierarchy. I,
0: I think it's, it's it's Jamie doesn't care about a few people killed, but the idea of a whole bunch is it, it 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 there there is a revulsion that comes up and you see it when he gets to King's Landing and he sees the mm-hmm. the sept. Yeah. Right? There there's a revulsion there uh of that many people dying. That that indiscriminately. He understands doing things I mean, he pushed Bran. He pushed Bran out of the window. Right. He understands doing mm-hmm. things for a purpose. Right. He understands having to kill people occasionally. He understands he killed the Lannister right. cousin in the cage. He understands having to do things, but he doesn't. He
1: doesn't like just indiscriminate death. But was there any other way out of the High Sparrow's grip? I mean, that's the thing. It seemed like. Well, I mean, who knows. <laughs> Yeah, it just seemed... It seemed to me... And I don't like Cersei at all. I like the story. But it seemed like, you know, there were... With oh, the, Cersei's a very compelling character. With, with the face, face and,
0: Militant. And Lena Healy's doing, doing a great job of playing that character.
1: Right. With the with the High sparrow and the Faith Militant, though, I mean, her back was up against the wall. It was either face trial yeah. or what. And this was one of the few things she had means to do.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a very much a... Um, an atomic bomb type solution is so that I just wipe out, well, but, but, but it works. But,
1: but what uh, what lesser option did she have that would be successful? Right? I mean, yeah, Well, the, thing the Faith was, militant thing was, was that she
0: she didn't predict is that it it still hurt her because Tom and killed himself. Yes. So it wasn't it wasn't painless, even though she thought it would be that kind of painless solution. Yeah, Mountain
1: left too soon. I got to go to PP, so you you can't pause it, so he's going to have to talk. (laughs) I wonder if I can pause it. Let's try this button over here. I just did it on the backup. that That didn't work. So we are listening to the guy that sounds like Bob Dylan. Is. Come on, phone. This is the tallest man on earth name of the band This song is The Drawing of the Lawns I Found this on Amazon Prime Music And uh Don't know anything else about the band But I liked the, kind of the, the folksy guitar music And um Thought it was interesting how he had that Whiny uh Bob Dylan type voice So uh Things and stuff, stuff and things. I need to like have a list of when Greg goes to the bathroom Uh, topics, quick like little nuggets of things to talk about. Actually, let me pull up Slack here and see what else we got going in the Slack topic channel. Talked about the Tesla driver, non-Sayed. Oh, so there's a story on Scientific American today about stem cell clinics. There are over 570, like, fly-by-night stem cell clinics in the United States. And they're, like, direct marketing to the end users about curing things like autism and multiple sclerosis um, with stem cells. Did you see that stem cell thing I posted on Slack? Something about it, yeah. You know, it's kind of a... a kind of a there's a bunch of fly by night clinics in the United States like 570 of them some of them in this area where they're direct marketing to end users like hey stem cells will fix whatever the fuck's wrong with you uh, like, yeah, yeah. like well, it, cure autism f- MS
0: Ugh. so it's a new kind of uh, I mean there there is like a bit of science backing up so it's not totally a new um, what's the one what's the with the water uh,
1: I'm not sure
0: Oh, um, the one where the water dilutes stuff. <laughs> anyway, it's bad science, but uh, it's not science; it's, it's 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 mythological. All right, let me play a song or something. This right. is
1: <laughs> you don't you don't like the Bob Dylan song? Well, I'm
0: getting. I mean, come on you, you you played you played all the songs last time. All right, go for it. All right. All right. Well, let's go for uh, some Chibo Mato. All right, so I'm trying to figure out how to bridge this topic.
1: What we're done talking about Game of Thrones, or
0: oh, oh if you want to get to yeah, that? Talk about Game of Thrones. What else do you have? Uh,
1: so we we have Cersei, and we're talking about whether she had means that was less uh, nuclear option, yeah, or, or not. Uh, I I tend to give her the benefit of this was the option, and it sure was convenient that. She got rid of all the uh, Lords of high tower or high Garden Convenient, yeah sure you know, but really the faith militant in the high sparrow was her target, right this is the way I see it, so I, I kind of give her a, a pass of not being too heavy handed with the whole thing I don't know there just wasn't much
0: I think you're giving I, I think you're 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 letting evil okay.
1: go, <laughs> I'm sure she could have fled King's Landing, I guess, yeah exactly. but then what.
0: Well, I mean, her, her whole life's been then what?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right, so then we have...
0: It's, been, it's just mad... She's gra- it, trying to grab on the power and hold on power as much as she can.
1: It... We got to see Bran's um, uh, uh, vision, and we learned that uh, Jon Snow is uh, a um, Stormborn, right? Targaryen. Targaryen. That's it. The Targaryen. Yeah. That's been
0: a that's been a long, sort of, guessed okay. fact in in the fandom that everyone sort of guessed was the story, but was had never been confirmed until now. Okay. Hadn't even been confirmed in the books. This was this was the the confirmation that yeah he's the so we, he's the, actually the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark. So he is a Targaryen.
1: So then I saw on one write up that you know the Tar- Targaryens are big on incest, so they think that uh, right mother of dragons and Jon Snow are going to get together.
0: It's possible. Uh, Jon Snow doesn't have the Targaryen. Uh, unable to be burned thing that Daenerys has, but he did Viserys, her brother, so Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not a purely Targaryen trait. But he still may have some ability to control dragons and other stuff, too, so. And there's another possible theory, which is kind of silly, but it could happen, which is that Tyrion is also Targaryen, because there's a a thought that Tywin's wife maybe screwed the Mad King, and that's where Tyrion came Uh from. But that's... That's just people trying to, you know, put puzzle pieces together. I don't know if you can say there's a whole lot of evidence for that. Yeah,
1: this doesn't have to be Star Wars universe. Not everything has to be related. Right. I I hope. I hope. He got Aya Stark getting her revenge on the... Flays? Phrase. Phrase, Phrase. 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 That's it. I, I, I miss that. I miss that until like she's like... Even when she's like they're right here, you know. I, I, I felt dumb. Like I'm like, oh, why didn't I get that sooner? <laughs> well, uh, so it seems like she's, pro- I mean, she's probably going to see Sansa before you know, um, one of them meet a demise. They're pretty close, right? So.
0: It, well, I, I mean, the whole thing is that Arya's whole arc is dumb. The whole. The, There's no reason for her to be in Bravos at this point except to gain. Uh, to gain super facemen skills. But other than that, as far as we can tell, uh-huh. there was no reason for the whole excursion. I mean, she already knew how to kill people and, and was doing stuff. It was just. The, the Arya f- story really feels tacked on and, and, and done. Yeah. Uh, the it it it's the story that I am least interested in, which is weird because for a while it was the story I was most interested in
1: yeah i mean i i, yeah. I, I don't, I'm still interested in it I think that yeah, I think this was a lax season you know showing you know spending a lot of time showing her getting murdering skills and then doing the, I, 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 the I,
0: awful stuff with with her and the and the waif and the,
1: yeah <laughs> where the waif was basically the Terminator. <laughs>
0: It was dumb.
1: I-, I thought for the longest time she was going to be the only Stark survived, you know, that kind of thing, the way she was running the things. Yeah. She still maybe. Yeah, could be. Still under the radar.
0: One, one thing I saw an interesting idea was that it, we had the War of the Five Kings, where there was Renly and Stannis and Joffrey, uh, Jon Snow, and what's his name from the Iron Islands? Uh, whatever. The guy died. Yeah. <laughs> that now we have the War of the Five Queens we have Oleana who's down in in Dorne Uh, we have Danny. we have Cersei we have uh, Sansa and um, Asha from the Iron Island so you started with the War of the Five Kings now you have the War of the Five Queens right be a cool symmetry Mm
1: mhm Yeah, I I did I did catch it it's really interesting, like feminism has taken hold in <laughs> and yeah, essentially, yeah. And
0: you could say that it's uh it's a response to the last season when everyone was all up in, in up in arms About the ra- the rape stuff, and I wouldn't doubt that. I think that they, they there was some compensation mm-hmm. for that in the story. Uh so but yeah, the the women have really taken charge. Mm-hmm. All
1: right, yeah, I think I'm about petered out on oh, Game right. of Thrones. Okay. Uh, but I do have to run to the bathroom, so you're going to have to carry the show for a minute. I can do minute.
0: it. I can do it. I can handle it. I'm smart. <laughs> Was that the line from from Godfather 2? I can handle it. I'm smart. I can do things. Uh, okay. What else is going on? looking in front of me and I'm seeing just like a whole array of empty bottles and we have, this is weird, Sierra Nevada, I think Jeff has talking about this before, but this is Sierra Nevada uh, lip balm, it's uh, SPF 15 hops and mint lip balm uh, so I guess it's hops and mint and I'm not going to take it out because I don't know what uh, where it's been, uh, who knows what where, where Jeff's put it. It, it it could have been anywhere, what else I have magnets here, yeah. I'm going to talk about some science stuff. I I hope people will uh, understand that uh, this is this is what I I love. I, I I'm starting to, especially as I get, especially as I read more and more and do more and more of the, understand more and more of the math, understand more and more of the concepts. I really start to see the world in this way. I I, I see that everything comes down to uh, these relatively uh, simple but expressive laws uh, uh, and I'm constantly amazed by it and Jeff less so uh, but that's okay because I think I mean I was talking yeah last week about something and Jeff pined in with uh, I and with 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 another dimension so he's getting it he's co- you are you are getting the stuff is, is what I' is what I'm talking about right now. Whether or not I mean you, you, sometimes when I talk about this stuff, you give me this look like, "Ugh, I don't want to have to deal with this." <laughs> but as I was, you know, as we were talking, as we were uh, commenting on the uh, horrible, um, <laughs> the fifth dimension stuff, you picked out and called out stuff like, "I," I mean, you knew that stuff. You you had it and you understood what it was. You. Somehow you had you had uh, osmosis or whatever had taken over, and you had gained enough information (laughs) that you knew stuff about this that you wouldn't have known before. So even if you feel like it's,
1: well, sometimes it's interesting, yeah, and then other times, other times you don't have a good enough narrative in what you're explaining, yeah, and you're talking at me, and yeah, that's
0: why I wish you would you would jump on me and and (laughs) whenever I I'm saying something that that's. That gives you a bit of confusion, uh, or it goes a bit too far. Let me know, and I'll back up, and I'll try to start to. Yeah. to I, I think
1: I think a lot of it is, why do I care? Why should I? Care? Yeah.
0: Well, and I was <laughs> as I was saying when you left, the reason why I care so much and why I think other people should care is that from what I can see. This stuff literally underpins reality. Like this applies to things that are beyond just math. This applies to everything in the world because this is the fundamental stuff that is built on. Now, it gets more complicated as it you know, mm-hmm. as stuff gets added on, but at its very basics, This applies, and you can see the echoes of this in all of these things. You can see the echoes of the fact that things oscillate in how politics works, and you know how trends happen. And you can see the uh, you can see the echoes of uh, how. How exponential functions worked, and what in what growth in, in economic growth, and in the way that societies grow and crumble, you can see these very basic mathematical functions are underpinning it all. So that's why, to me, it's so magnificent, and that's why I try to express it so much because it's all there for you to understand. It's you can. That's why you should care. That, that's right. that's the no, message. but
1: the times that I'm staring at you like, come yeah. on, get this over with, and I'll be more vocal in the future is that you didn't do a good enough job of um, the foundation of
0: and that and that's fine because
1: I'm I'm learning how to do. This, oh no, so, no, yeah. no, I'm not saying you're a yeah. shitty teacher. I'm saying sometimes sometimes I am a some, shitty teacher. Sometimes there's a narrative and I get it, and yeah. you're you're building upon things, and then other times you just like start here and it's floating in midair and mm. I don't understand why it's floating there. Yeah,
0: and... no, I, I get it. Um, and and, and so there are going to be some days when you're better at pointing out things to me than others and there are going to be some days when I'm better at explaining right. things than others. Uh, I but yeah, that, that that's the ultimate expression. That's why I I, I want to do this because I'm and not be and and because this thing I want to share. This is not something that I want to keep in. My, I don't I don't feel possessive about this. I I want to I want to celebrate this if anything. I want to show yeah. how how uh, uh, how interesting it is, and that I and since I feel like it does underpin all the stuff that makes me feel it's important because when you understand it you can get an idea of why things are happening or at least you have some basis to, to try to understand why, why certain things are happening right so let's talk about symmetries okay uh, they're kind of the basics they're, they're the basic currency of the understanding of the world I, I would say or, or, or the modern understanding. Is that everything is sort of based on uh, this idea of symmetries, and and the the concept is, uh, you can sort of think of it as a seesaw, right? If one thing gains, another thing has to go has, has mm-hmm. to go sure. up and down. So that's sort of a, that's a conservation situation. of whatever. Conservation is exactly the the entire point. Um, so the first thing I want to express is that. The world exists from a mathematical perspective. The reason why there are things that exist is because there are symmetries that are broken.
1: Right. And this, uh, so this, and this is fill in for people who are listening and to also make sure I'm understanding rights. You're saying is because symmetries are broken is because there is more matter than antimatter. Because if everything was in equal amounts, in equal places, everything would have self-annihilated and there'd be nothing left.
0: So, yeah, that, that, yeah that's exactly one way you can, you, you can think of it. Absolutely. The the idea is also that if everything was the same, it would be homogenous. In other words, it would be just the same everywhere. And if it's the same everywhere, nothing interesting is happening. It would just be noise. Well, it would just be regular. If if it's exactly regular,
1: right.
0: then there's nothing interesting it'd that be can be distributed, happen. sure so the the idea is think about gonna give you a little bit of a thought exercise here. Think about the universe as it may be um Graham's number of years in the future oh okay, okay, just a few <laughs> some countless uh, amount of 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 years in the future uh and so. Dark energy has taken over. Everything is separated from everything else by, uh, by um, a light barrier. I mean, you, you, nothing can communicate with anything else. So I want you to imagine that, that there is a lone electron in a universe. The last electron? The last electron in, in, in a particular area of the universe that can't be influenced by anything else. Um, so this thing is essentially at absolute zero. It's still spinning, you know, it still has these properties that it can't lose, but just doesn't have any, like, extra energy into it. Uh, it has a mass, because the Higgs field is still there, but does it have... does it have gravity?
1: Because there's nothing for there's graviton nothing, to interact with.
0: There's nothing for it to interact with. I mean,
1: technically... Well, the same it, thing goes for time, right? When you're talking right, about... Right,
0: right. But what i want to sort of I- express here is that since there is nothing that it could gravitate with it's effectively not a broken symmetry anymore it's it's a it's a symmetry that that's unbroken because there's nothing for it to affect so it simply is doesn't matter that it has a gravitational field because there's nothing for it to interact with that the gravitational field will ever do anything with So it's the same as it not existing.
1: Right? Same as it's not existing because it can't interact with anything. Because there's
0: nothing for it to interact with. So if there's nothing for it to to interact with, there's no way to measure it, and there's no way for it to ever show itself.
1: Yeah, I I get it. It's just like like Schrodinger's cat, right? Yeah. If you never open the box, it doesn't matter what happened inside. So if you imagine a universe that is simply
0: stuff that was at one point interesting, but is no longer interesting. And then you imagine for whatever reason, I don't know, some other symmetries break. They may not have any response to gravity whatsoever. Gravity could just be something that is no longer important in this new universe, in this new area of broken symmetries. It's just new stuff that that gets broken for... Who knows what reason. If you want to call it God, you can call it God, but I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. But anyway, I'm just saying, you know, something happens, mm-hmm. and you can imagine, and I'm not saying this is the way things work, but I'm saying you can imagine that a whole new structure is built upon stuff, and the other stuff that was that was there before mm-hmm. don't, don't play any part. Okay. So... So that is just an idea to get you to sort of generalize the concept of of symmetries. And the other thing I've been really pushing on you is rotations. Because rotations is how we understand how things relate to one another. In a sense, if I'm asking you to compare an apple to an orange, how would you do that?
1: Compare. um, I would describe their traits
0: exactly so they have one thing you can say is that they both are objects right so they are that's something they should well, I probably
1: wouldn't say that because that's assumed
0: but well what I'm saying is that there's not one you're not comparing uh, an apple to uh, the number three right well, you're, <laughs> you, you have a you have some basis for the comparison no matter what it is, in order to make the comparison, you need to have some basis. If you have no basis for the comparison, then I don't know, then, then how do you compare anything? Right? So you have something that is like a, um, there's some constant there. Right? The constant between the apple and the orange, at the very least, you could say they're fruits. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the constant is that they're fruits. And there's a rotation between, between one of the other. Uh, mostly circular on, fruits? On some, mostly circular. So they're circular. There's, there's a, a concept you can, there's, there's a constant there. Mm-hmm. And then your axis of rotation is that they're circular. And you're but, rotating but, uh, along uh, right, right. the different ones. I mean, and, and you're rotating in many, many different area axes, many different uh, degrees of freedom. But the point is that there's some axis that is a, a, a thing that they share. Mm-hmm. And then you can compare based on those objects and that's why that's where i came up with the idea of max and ally because they have lots of symmetries uh and one of their symmetry is that they both have an age right so uh they're they if they both if if there was if they didn't if there was t- not time they wouldn't have an age so time is the generator of that symmetry of age And so you can rotate between max is 5 and alley is 9. And that's just one axis that you can rotate on, but you have data points. And you can sort of extend that into other things. So when we're talking about generators of symmetry, we're talking about what makes it so that, these, so that the symmetry is different from one thing to another. Okay. So this is where it gets back to the science stuff, is that the generator of uh of conservation of momentum uh is rotational symmetry. Or sorry, the gener well it's a rotation rotational symmetry it's a rotation and that's the generator of the symmetry of hang on <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not describing this well. Okay, uh the generator of Ener- the generator of time translation symmetry <laughs> okay yeah so see i'm I'm, I'm going far <laughs> off the bit. but okay I, I just go back to the to the, to, to the alien one right time is the generator okay. of that age symmetry, okay and that you understand mm-hmm. so let's let 's not jump any further than that until I can clarify my statements about the other stuff. Because now I'm getting confused because uh, I had ruined 10.
1: <laughs> you want some more? <laughs> yeah, a little bit.
0: And said Yeah, a little bit more. Just a tiny bit more. And so the idea is, yeah, ro- rotating a lot... It's just rotating along some axis. And that's why rotation is important because when you understand how things rotate... And again, you know the the eye stuff just mm-hmm. comes in handy because it's just a way to it's right. a way to talk about two dimensions at once, right? Okay.
1: All right, cool. We forgot to talk about that story I posted from Jeff Allsworth, that blog post about how uh, Oregon, being the kind of where craft beer can go to type thing, did you see that our story?
0: I, I you know I saw you post
1: something, but I didn't. Uh... Yeah, so it's well. I'll probably forget about it by the time next time we do a real show. So we're going to talk about it now. Jeff Alsworth, who does the honor blog, he posted a story about how big will craft get, and like some of the stats about Oregon today you know, is pretty crazy. But further down in the story, he mentions that you know he right, used turn to this
0: stuff <laughs> up. I got to place it. What is this? This is I don't know. shit. <laughs> This is
1: Liquid Mind 7. Oh, nice. <laughs> I just was looking at radio stations on Amazon Music. Yeah, that's better than the meditation shit.
0: None to the fifth dimension here.
1: All right, so anyway, so he starts out... And I'm going to get to the stats of what Oregon's doing today. But, you know, he mentions at the end when he's concluding these, you used to think that Oregon was this, you know, anomaly outlier of, you know, super hipsters drinking craft beer. But, like, he says that... How is it not
0: still an outlier?
1: No, but where Oregon was is where the country is now, like... like That doesn't mean it's not still an outlier. Right. But... So, I mean I'm looking at this stuff and, and
0: he's talking about all the interesting things that are Oregon and suggesting that the that the it will keep that everything will continue to reflect Oregon and I don't think that is the case at all I think there's, it's a much more complex situation yeah Oregon is, is a place where there were sort of one of the embryonic places where where the crafter movement started and it's still a powerful embryo for that but The idea that everything will continue to grow like Oregon
1: doesn't follow. Okay, so here's the paragraph. I used to think that Oregon was a cultural anomaly and that our progress in developing beer culture would not be replicated elsewhere. But I started thinking about when craft brewing had a 4% market share and Oregon had a 12%. Oregon is likely going to be one of the national leaders in craft beer consumption and production. But it isn't anomalous. It's just ahead of the curve. And it's growing. What proportion of the National Beer Market or well, Craft Beer Market uh, Craft Beer segment he, you know, he thinks 25% is, is a possibility or, he thinks 25% and then possibly north of that but like, some of the stats for Oregon right, uh, 20, 22% of beer consumed in Oregon was brewed in Oregon uh-huh, 66 why, is that different than other states? Other states where 99% of the beer is okay. made in St. Louis yeah
0: okay sure alright I see what you're saying yeah. but uh, do you no I don't expect that to, to to be true of oh 22% how much of the beer that's consumed in, in America is, is produced in America I, I would say a hell of a lot of it yeah sure so I don't know how that how that how you can you, take th- that if you look
1: at the other states though they're not no I, don't, no, I don't think it will be. Oregon Produced Beers is... So, Oh, where do they say that? Oregon... Oregon has 206 brewing companies operating 246 facilities. But it says that... This is the worst
0: resume.
1: Oh, where is it? None of them... Oh, uh, with the exception of 10 Barrel, you know, being owned by anheuser Bush. You know, like every other organ brewery is small and independent. you know, mm-hmm. small small breweries, right? And Check out the article people following along at home, instead of me trying to parrot this stuff and doing poorly at it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's I'm not saying that we're going to be right on Oregon's heels national, na- nationwide. I, I
0: just feel like taking one data point and saying it, it's, it's worked this far, mm-hmm. so it should just continue is... is uh, Well, it's, it's wrong-headed. It, do, it doesn't fit with, with how I look at data. I, I require... Okay. I require more evidence than just this has it, it, okay it's like that black body spectrum mm-hmm. right the the rayleigh jeans law worked for the beginnings of the plank black body spectrum so you say well it should do exactly like this whereas no the 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 natural thing that happened was very very different because it was you're looking at it turns out a much bigger situation than just small a small place like oregon where you can concentrate a culture that's not the same thing going on in, in the U.S. all throughout the U.S. and all throughout the world. Now, I'm not suggesting that craft beer won't grow. I think that it has a lot of potential to become as important to the brewing industry so, so as Budweiser. So it's as a, these other beers. I, right. I think craft beer will event, ultimately become at least as important.
1: In the story, underneath the photo, he, he starts drawing some other interesting uh, statistics where consumption in Oregon grew at 11% last year. Uh-huh. Uh, production only grew at 35 so that means more out-of-state beers are being drank in Oregon. You know, it, It's growing. The market's growing. The consumption market's growing. Yeah. But out-of-state breweries are filling the majority right, of... Right,
0: because that, there's a big beer culture, so
1: everything is flooding yeah. in. Yeah. So, I mean, so that... That just it, means
0: there's a there's a sponge that in,
1: in Oregon. Right, that's, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's a good article, lots yeah. of good things, and you can draw your own conclusions about it. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's...
0: Remember, the energy has to come from somewhere. Right. And, and... and Energy
1: is not unlimited. We have a nice source of energy with the sun, but... Oh, oh, I should have posted... I forgot to post the link. I saw something on Twitter, was it, this morning? It was like... Well, that doesn't directly... The sun doesn't directly translate into economic
0: energy. And so you're, you're talking about large... Like this, this is why I'm getting back to the math, right? I mean, because it, it still applies. The energy has The energy has to get soaked up by somewhere and has to grow things... And in terms of what grows cities... Culture grows... Cities eat culture. That's what they... That's what they use to grow. Uh, And... So you... You build your culture... And you use energy to build... The energy has to come from somewhere, ultimately. Uh, Fortunately, like I said... We have a good source of energy. But... We have to keep that up. That's the whole point. That's what all the math says. We gotta keep pumping energy into the system... And then it will grow. And when it grows... When energy... When things do grow how they grow is based on the the situation around it right the, the the that that's darwin's contribution is that the environment plays a major role in how things grow and in which ways they grow it applies to life it applies to everything really there's environmental selection pressures on everything that's growing
1: so here's if in- you're
0: dying there's not as much environmental pressures on it. sure
1: absolutely half of twenty-one to twenty-seven year olds have never had Budweiser. Half of them. I, actually, is that beer drinkers? Hold on, let me make sure if it's if it's not beer drinkers, then it's I guess it's really not. Well, yeah, they're all smoking weed. Well, if it's half of 21 to 27 year old beer drinkers have never had Budweiser, that's interesting. If it's half of the entire population, to me it's less interesting. Yeah. Um But the one the one story is like They've never had it because they prefer craft beers. Well, how do you know you prefer craft beers if you've never had.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> maybe they had, well, maybe they didn't have Budweiser, but they had
1: Coors or something. Right, right. right? So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so th- that, that could still be the, the case. And but also, half I, of the entire population never having Budweiser? That's not a stat. And
0: frankly, to me, that also seems a little bit disingenuous because there are people who like Budweiser and there are some of these people I mean a lot of people when they first drink a a Budweiser the first time they drink a beer they say oh that's gross and then they get used to it and they start to really like it and yeah I mean I'm not one of these people who like Budweiser neither neither are you but there are people who do like it and I can't discount them and I I think that some of these people who (laughs) you you can't just say well nobody's gonna like Budweiser at all no there are people who eat clay there are people who eat all types of
1: crazy shit yeah, I thought those. Uh, yeah, so when I saw this, I don't know if that's to be popular for some reason beyond yeah. just that it. Uh, but I mean, they certainly have an image yeah. issue if half of mil- millennials aren't drinking, yeah. you know, aren't even considering yeah. drinking. Well, millennials yet. get old, just like everybody else. I saw a conflicting story. Where was that? Oh, it was on the uh, work Slack chat beer channel. Uh, it was about hipsters drinking light beers because craft beer is too cool or something like that.
0: And it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense right because because if you're if you're peacocking in that sense right whether it's to get whether it's to what it's to attract attention in some sense right that's right. why you're being a hipster right. uh, and so you're trying to attract attention by being different so yeah you're gonna do the counterculture and if the culture is to drink craft beer then you'll drink the the uh, yeah
1: Okay. PBRs wish it once their hipsters back. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, that, that's the problem with being the hip thing is that you can never be the hip thing for very long, because d- you've, it, you become a sellout as soon as you get you get some traction. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the hipster curse. Yeah. I, and again, that's why I hate the whole sellout thing. I mean, you keep you keep using that term. Do I? Well, you've used it a lot for various beers and stuff. I, I don't know whether you... I think you're using it sometimes tongue-in-cheek, tongue in sometimes not.
1: I think it's generally tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I... I'm trying to think of specific times I've used it recently.
0: In some tweets or something you talked about uh, sell-out beers or stuff like that or, eat, or at least not with a winky. I, yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of uh, um, okay, I'll be uh, cognizant of, of yeah. using "sellout." Uh, At least on the show, once or twice, you said
0: you know you, you said that. I, I think you, you like. I, I do think that on the show, you express that it's more tongue in cheek. But I, I just, I, I feel like it's it's tongue in cheek, but it's kind of a term that should die. It, it's kind of. I, I feel like it's. It's overused to the point of being almost insulting now. Almost like a... Yeah, I hear you. I think... Almost a pejorative that, that shouldn't be around anymore. Like like the F... Like uh, the word, you know... Bad pejorative words for gays or for black people. It, it shouldn't be around. It, not that it's the same kind of thing, but that leaning on that is the same impulse.
1: Uh, I, I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of the last time that I've thought ill of a brewery because they've sold out. Mm-hmm. I mean... The point
0: the, is that it carries a connotation that the, they it actually, shouldn't
1: have. Well, sure, but the... Sella the, lost its juice once it went beyond punk bands. I mean... <laughs>
0: Well, I, but it still carries that connotation. It still, it, it carries that baggage around with it. That's why you can't, that, that's why we stop saying things are gay. Right? Even though it was useful. It's not the same thing at all. It is the same that's thing, it's just, a, it's just a more extreme version of the same thing. It's, yeah, I mean, the no, sellout is not an insult the way gay was, but it did carry a connotation along with it, even though it wasn't used as an insult. I I feel like it is the same thing it's just more advanced and further Uh, along
1: okay Uh, I think there's a difference which is a difference I think there's a yeah there's a difference insulting or using a term that infers that a person's a lesser person and a company's a lesser company I think that's a, a significant Corporations difference.
0: are people, my friend is Romney's <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. No, I, I no. yeah. I I, I, think, I, you can, saying, I but, think
1: I think you can criticize companies where, you know, criticizing a person because of their being Okay, is...
0: I, I will agree that that people are more uh, they're more important to me than companies. People are but I don't think that it helps, or even... I, I, I feel like... I, I, it's hard for me to express it totally, because I don't know whether... whether I think there's because a... Because I, 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 I don't totally understand
1: it. I get what you're saying, and there's definitely similarities between... Gay, like, that's gay and that's sellout, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're gay and you're a sellout. Right. You know, I I get the similarities there. I don't think you're necessarily um, being hateful to a company you're calling a sellout where, you know... Again, well, we have the whole problem with the gay thing, right? Because... When we started the show, you know, it'd be a, you're a jerk or you're a dummy, you right. know, you're being gay. And we had to actually... Or lame, right? We had to walk right. it backwards and figure out, like, why does that mean that? Oh, it's like, oh, we think less of homosexuals.
0: Yeah. Well, that's not cool. Right. I think, And it took think, a while for us to even but, accept that that
1: was happening. Right, but thinking less of a corporately owned company isn't the same thing as thinking less of a homosexual.
0: No, it it, it, it absolutely is not. It absolutely is not. And, yeah, I want to be clear that I would never defend a company the same level as I would defend a person. No matter who that person is. Even that person is someone who I can't stand. Uh, but I feel like, from a, pl- a purely cultural perspective, calling these, these companies sellouts and... and continuing that is it's destructive because especially if you want this bubble to continue. I'm convinced it's a bubble. You may think it's not. If you want this bubble to continue, then you're going to want to keep you want to keep that uh, surface strong and you want to keep pumping energy into it. Uh, and bifurcating that bubble will burst... The the, the quicker you bifurcate... The, the quicker you cut that bubble, the quicker everything's gonna burst.
1: Right? Did you see my tweet last, uh, Sunday? Mm, what tweet? It was the, uh... Watermelon Dorado is ha- haunting me.
0: Yes, yes, it was in because it was in Silicon Valley. <laughs> it was a prop in Silicon Valley, yeah.
1: and I actually was it Watermelon Dorado. Or it, was it was Dorado. Okay. I, no, I looked it up yeah. because regular Dorado is green, yeah. and Watermelon Dorado is pink.
0: And there's only one. That means they had five
1: of them. Oh no, no, that's a green bottle in in the oh, six pack okay. holder. So it yeah. it's just it, a prop. it had a six pack holder. The um. I was surprised the Ballast Point came back because earlier in the season, where we used to see Ballast Point props, they switched them out with Drakes. So I thought maybe the prop guy or whoever you know decides which beers he wants yeah, on his yeah. set um, had switched from Ballast well, Point. Well, I mean they shoot
0: a, in L.A., but they they pull in props from elsewhere. So I guess they
1: just well, sure. Out. But it used to be Ballast Point, Ballast Point, Ballast Point right. in the beginning of the season. Um Gilfoyle was drinking Drake's and he had Drake's stuff around his desk maybe- maybe that's it maybe Gilfoyle's ahead of the curve and he's given up ballast point. I think you're adding narratives where <laughs> I don't know but <laughs> it it because before it was like all ballast point and um and they started showing Drake's and and then they sort you know you still see occasional ballast point but Maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm assigning meaning to that. But I think it would be funny. <laughs> maybe it is Guilfoyle as, you know, too, too hip to drink. That would the be a very, there. very subtle storyline. It's Guilfoyle, though, man. That's what uh,
0: Guilfoyle is not a subtle character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he wouldn't drink fucking the Watermelon Satanist Dorado.
0: Is, is, is not a subtle he character. He wouldn't
1: drink Watermelon Dorado. Why wouldn't he? cuz it's fucking bullshit man. He would do it if if Dinesh said it was bad. <laughs> no, he would trick Dinesh into loving it.
0: Well, but he would do it to trick Dinesh into loving
1: it. <laughs> uh, the whole chain storyline was great too. Chain <laughs> when Dinesh got the gold chain?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Apparently that, that that's based on a real life Kimiel Nanjiani story. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> where he started wearing a gold chain and just did not did not work. <laughs> oh, that was a real good one. <laughs> what else do we have? Uh, t- 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 okay. Oh, okay. Um, Jack Daniels wants you to know about Nearest Green, the slave behind the world's best-selling oh, whiskey. Man, what the shit this? So, Jack Daniels used to talk about how uh, Jasper Daniels uh, learned how to distill from this stuff, but now they're selling the narrative that he actually learned from a slave who was doing, uh, you know, who was a master distiller. And that's where he learned mm-hmm. all of his major stuff. And,
1: and, and these, these ads are only running in Jet Magazine, right? Racist. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the one who's getting behind the slave uh, backstory all of a sudden.
0: I, I, I think. I'm
1: skeptical of their true. <laughs> true oh, sure, but, but I, I think it's. I'm not a racist. I'm just skeptical.
0: I think it's a sign of the fact that this country went through a period of slavery is becoming a more normative thing to talk about. Right? It. it it's not. I mean it's still a shameful thing but it's a thing we can admit to doing it we could admit we are wrong about it, as opposed to being a hush hush thing. And so you can now sort of talk about these people who while they were slaves and while they were certainly repressed they had influence on people still and they're still their work they're worth talking about. I think it's a sign of cultural growth even if it is a use as a vehicle for advertisements of a of a liquor that's bad it's still a sign of cultural growth.
1: It seems like I don't know, I'm thinking of the people that I know that drink Jack Daniels regularly. And they would be none too pleased that a slave invented their favorite. Well, record. they're
0: not going after that market. They they have that market <laughs> sewn up. I mean, they're going after the millennials who know that we went through slavery and they know it was wrong and they and they're not. It's not something that is hidden from them or or just hush hush. It, it's very much a part of of how they understand the American. Uh, you know, the American culture. So,
1: I'll the American give, story. Are they giving a percentage of their sales back to the family of the slave? No. <laughs>
0: no, they're not angels. Uh, they just, uh... so, okay, so the stories are that, remember that bump in the 2016, in, in the 2015 yes. Atlas data? Yes. The, the rumors are around that it's gone away. Which is, pretty much you sent I... me that link that yeah. the,
1: the game of Th- well uh, so the link you sent me confused me right because it didn't show me the title of the yeah. post right the game of thrones edition thing. Right. but the comment was great Where, <laughs> what was it a girl uh,
0: uh, so the the title of the blo- of the blog post was uh from uh this guy uh, Jasper who who writes on resonances. Uh, and he's, you know, well 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 known in the blogosphere of, of in the physics blogosphere. The Game of Thrones seven hundred fifty uh, GEV edition. Uh, so he's talking about the the various different things that it could be mm-hmm. and what it also and that it also could be nothing. Uh, and the comment was a girl has been told Atlas does not see an excess in twenty sixteen <laughs> data. Which <laughs> if you don't watch Game of Thrones you wouldn't get but it's it's you know the the mm-hmm. faceless man Arya right. thing so um it's a way of remaining an- anonymous but also saying
1: I was trying to um so on our Slack channel work we were talking about the the Atlas thing right and I was trying to point out your point of view of like really what was it Three Sigma it, was, it, was it, it Oh, it was... Well, whatever it was, I was trying to explain, like... One of them was,
0: like, 3 Sigma, one of them was about 2.5, right. and then if
1: you look elsewhere, it was around 1, okay. and if you but, really
0: looked at the data, it really looked just like... But I, was,
1: uh, but I was saying, like, you know, the media really got this wrong. It sounds like it's almost certain, and from what Greg told me, it is like, no, it's not even a flip of a coin. It's, like, probably not certain. Yeah. And... You know, it's funny because whenever I get kind of Debbie Downer, Nick Damien always calls me out. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to drop your name. Like, even Greg said this, you know. This isn't me. This is Greg. But, um... <laughs> I, I, look, I mean, it's probably not there. And then a couple of days later is when you showed me the, uh, yeah. the blog post. So we were actually talking about this just a couple days in advance. I'm like basically saying you know I'm, I was with you the media made it sound like this is like a thing mm-hmm. and Greg's like no Three sigma is like not good not no. not nearly good enough
0: not nearly I uh, know it's it sounds like oh that's, it sounds like three-fifths yeah it's like e- even more it sounds <laughs> like you know you're, you're at 80 even 96% right you're, you're close to that range but hmm no, you, you kind of don't. You have to understand particle physics a little bit more to understand why it's, it's not, but because you're, you're looking at really tiny bumps in very, very fine data. And these bumps can happen for all sorts of reasons. So that's why you're looking for really, really mm-hmm. very big, very, very big bumps, very th- things that you could absolutely be sure you're seeing. That's why we're looking for five sigma. And if you, um, if you look at the plots, uh, let's see if, if uh, Jasper has those plots on here. Uh, the plots look to me, and I only have an experience that I've looked at enough of them, uh, hey, I'm trying to find, let me see if I can find a plot, because I want to show you, like, why it looks bad
1: to me, so. Sure. uh, So, no, I was using you as a credible source. (laughs) Don't make me regret it, man. Uh... All right. Here's here's one. Okay.
0: So here's it. Here's an atlas bump around two fifty. Now, okay. So you see here, everything here looks like the background It's very mm-hmm. close, and there's a little bump here, but there's also other stuff here. They're not really measuring in this area, uh-huh. but you can see that there's like they're not. They weren't really measuring here either.
1: Well, yeah. The air bars get really big right past right. it, right?
0: Know? And when they when they you know concentrated on here, they saw a little bit of a fluctuation, but when they looked elsewhere, it really went away. Th- this is this is the concentrated. When they did the look elsewhere, when they sort of looked their whole sp- spectrum, it went down to one sigma. So, it really doesn't look to me like, I mean, who, who knows? It could turn out to be a new particle. It could turn out to be something there. But to me, it, it just looks, it looks very, uh, th- this doesn't look, nearly enough to me to be like oh yeah there's something there that just looks like that That kind of shit happens it's
1: like a faster than light neutrino man kind
0: of i mean if you... let me look at that let me show you the higgs plot as a different example
1: yeah that'd be good to see you know a real particle
0: right all right so here's a plot of Higgs, and here you can see that the entire line is going exactly like the background, right. and then there's a real bump there.
1: So there's there's no there's enough samples that there's no un- error bars, there's right. no uncertainty, you know. And that's kind of the other graph, the way the, the way it's drawn, right, with the error bars. It'd almost be better if they had drawn like a a field, like a you know, showing you like this whole uncertain area Mm -hmm. like look how wide this uncertain area is you know where it was just like point 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 uncertain point uncertain
0: and here's another example here and you can really especially in the when you're talking about uh this part of the graph, you see you see how everything matches that's deviation
1: from the curve yeah and there's a
0: huge deviation right here and everything else matches the curve pretty much you know on point so this is this tells you there's something happening right and the other one, let's go back to to the other one so you can get a comparison. And that's all fuzzy
1: up here. Right. Yeah. Is that fuzzy because they're getting various samples on different...
0: Well, it's all fuzzy because this whole area that's not not very well is defined. It, oh,
1: is that inverse? Is that why the error bars are on the left on the bottom and right yeah, on the top? Yeah. Or, okay.
0: I mean, this is just... I mean, look at this. Is this a particle? I it doesn't it doesn't have that clear delineation from background right it's something that you know this is this is clearly background
1: and these are the last year's yeah this is last year okay uh yeah we don't have the data for for this
0: year yet um but yeah so you see how it's just you know it follows this path and then it gets wobbly but that doesn't doesn't look to me i'm not exactly a, i'm not a particle physicist <laughs> even though I play one on the radio. But that, to me, looks like standard stat flux.
1: No, just regular old stat flux. Regular
0: old stat flux. It looks like standard flux. It looks like just Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff you would expect. You expect, and... and So this is is
1: right on the edge of where they were monitoring or yeah yeah basically could...
0: yeah i mean look at how look at how yeah. crazy this gets from the background look at how i mean you saw the higgs plot how everything around mm-hmm. it matched the background and here it just as soon as you get into this area it starts to go crazy
1: so in 2016 they're focused on this range then yeah they're okay. looking at this range very specifically
0: This 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 was this is an outlier in some of the extra data they had and this is the same thing as looking up in the stars and seeing constellations to me you're this, this is why we look for Five Sigma, right? As opposed to, you know, oh, this looks kind of neat. This is kind of like a bump. I mean, it kind, of has, it kind of has the expression of a bump. I agree. But with all the rest of this other stuff happening, I, I can't, that does not look like a confirmed bump at all to me. Now, if you dive into that data, you really explore that and you try to start to see what happens... I mean the thing about the look elsewhere stuff is is that they they, just, they didn't really a lot of, they didn't have a lot of data for this at all, and now they're really focusing on it. So they'll find something if it's there, but my guess is no, that goes away.
1: I think for all the papers submitted on that,
0: well, people have to, you know, finish their degrees, right? People have to <laughs> have the right uh, have the right things to to be people have to publish or perish and that sort of thing so I understand it but it's it, it's not a good place for physics to be in right now because especially if this goes away we got nothing it's it's Higgs and that's it and we got the standard model and we know the standard model is incomplete. and we're just like uh, where are we what is going on what else is out there we can slam particles into each other at higher and higher energies and what do we get
1: do you know anything Phantoms. about why the sensors had such a high error? Like, you know...
0: My guess is there's just not enough information.
1: Okay. I was wondering, you know, I, I didn't know if you knew the info, but I was I wondering, mean, wait, like, this Do is they have to install new sensors, or is it...
0: Okay, well, here here's the reason, actually. It, it actually explains it. So here's the... Ev- it, it's events uh, over um, energy. Mm-hmm. And so these are the amount of events... And they get less and less and less and less and less.
1: So, oh, okay.
0: Smaller energy, smaller energy, larger, larger, larger. larger
1: so they larger, they're, larger, they're larger. running it they're running the LHC at higher energies. Right. So then this will be more in the center of their mm-hmm. of their distribution. Right. Right.
0: So they, they're just this they, is
1: the very top end of the energies of last Basically,
0: year. yes. This is a lot of lot less events that are happening here, especially down in this area. Right? I mean, here's your inverse femtobarns. barns. You got you know ten. Ten squared, ten to the third to the fourth. These really are are because they have a lot of events to compare, and then you get less and less events, and especially around here just gets to be I mean, there's there's gotta be there's going to be deviation from the mean no matter where you look, but the average is going to be uh, Okay. Distributed along the average. If there's something there, we'll see it. My guess is based on this, based on the way this looks, my guess was no, and my guess is still no. Especially since nothing was predicted to be here, right? Well, that, that doesn't... Well, that there's nothing predicted doesn't mean it's not there. It just... it, it, it I mean, but
1: even when we saw the bump, we're like, what the fuck is that? We don't know. Like, yeah. Like, not even a guess. Right. Yeah. Not even a good guess. No, you know? no, no. So, okay. Uh, it's not like there was like, oh, this makes sense nothing, for a graviton or something. Right.
0: Nothing that people were predicting fit. Supersymmetry doesn't fit. Uh, gravitons don't fit.
1: Uh, right. So at that point, it should have been 90% statistics and 5% maybe it's a mystery particle, right? I mean, it should have been that bad. You know, the newspapers <laughs> fucked this up. Well... Or maybe the press, you know, the press uh, conference they had fucked this up. But someone yeah, yeah, fucked this
0: the, up. The the fact is that the people want to get attention. They want to publish things, uh, and and they're going to. And so you just gotta approach these things uh, with with a critical eye. Did you? There's a picture. Um, you can look, place for, you can.
1: look for the Aurora on Jupiter, like vivid. Search for a vivid Aurora of Jupiter. All right. You gotta see this picture. It's fucking bonkers. Oh, huh. That's sweet. Wow. So Hubble shot a photo of Jupiter and there was some aurora happening and it looks like, like force lightning, like blue force lightning around the North well, Pole. Well, I mean, of Jupiter. Jesus,
0: that's gigantic. That's what, 14, 15 Earths wide?
1: Yeah, but it's so vivid and bright. Yeah. It...
0: Well, it's Hubble. I mean, but, Hubble is designed to catch really low. Light things and turn them vivid and bright, and I'm sure there's some after coloring going on. But still, uh, that is um, it's a really cool picture. Yeah, it's a cool picture for sure. This is the whole image. You can see the you can see the red spot. <laughs> you see this?
1: It should be a. You yeah, know what? Why like, don't they ever show pictures of Jupiter where the spot's on the other side? Like I well, they, can, do. they do. I can't think of the last time I've seen a, like an iconic picture of Jupiter where there's well, no spot. Cause, because cause
0: that would be iconic. Uh, well, the, light, the aurora with no spot would have been iconic. But it's more iconic with yeah, the spot. With the spot, yeah. Yeah, this looks like someone's opening, like, a a World of Warcraft portal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, orcs are going to be coming through this or something. Or or this is a wormhole that uh, the
1: aliens are coming through. It does. Pretty cool photo. Yeah, someone posted that today on our Slack geek channel. So this combines...
0: uh, images taking the optical and observations of the auroras in the ultraviolet. Take, so the optical in 2014 and observations of the auroras in the ultraviolet and taken in 2016. So um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a composite. But uh, it's still. So that's another reason why it looks iconic, because they, they took an optical of, <laughs> of Jupiter okay. as an iconic image with a red spot and then they put the ultraviolet observations of the aurora on top. Uh-oh.
1: Boo. Boo. But tel- telescopes make shitty photographs, so yeah, I could posit them.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to show this activity. Yeah, if you were if you were this, I mean, I don't know how far away you'd be from Jupiter for, for this for it to look like this. probably a lot further away than you would be from Earth for it to look like this. But you wouldn't see this with your eyes. Probably, you might see some flashes and some sort of, like, mm-hmm. uh, some interesting glow, but you wouldn't see this kind of powerful glow because they're really accentuating the, the ultraviolet here
1: but yeah. so the headline so, so this was picked up by some spine spog, right and their headline was vivid photo of Jupiter from Hubble right right so yeah. it sounded like it was not composited it seemed like it, maybe yeah. it was the real deal but I should have I should have researched it
0: it's still cool it's just yeah it's not it's not a raw picture of what you would see yeah. if if you were, uh, or looking at looking at a telescope like like looking through the Hubble telescope, right? Like if you right. had an eyepiece, which you don't.
1: So Juno just got the Jupiter, right? Or it's I it's some...
0: close. I think it's July fourth, right? Yeah, I
1: saw something on Twitter. They had a video of listen to Juno go through Jupiter's bow shock of the magnetic their magnetic field or something. Yeah, so it's
0: it's in it's in the Jupiter
1: system. Yeah, it's in the. Uh, what would that be? Would be the, the Jovian.
0: Chrono- <laughs> would it be Jovian or would it be the the Chrono? Because that, all the we talked about this before. All the um, the orbits are named for the Greek versions, right? the The planets oh. are the Roman versions, and and the so like uh, a Mars orbit is an aerocentric orbit because it's Aries.
1: Well, I mean, it's the Jovian system, for sure.
0: Right, but it's also the... But the chronocentric orbit would be around Jupiter, right? Because it's chronos... No, that's Saturn. Uh, uh, Jupiter is um, yeah. Zeus, so it would be a Zeo-centric.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, where is that? let don't see it. Anyway, yeah, we got a new space probe going. So, what does Juno do? I, don't, I haven't been—I've been meaning for the last couple of days. It to... gets pregnant by Michael Sarah. Yes. Nice. What is up with Juno? Anything else? That's it. That's it. Alrighty. Juno Internet Service. Value-priced internet. I don't think that's what I want. Juno 2007 IMDB? Nope. Juno NASA. All
0: right, I got to pee anyway, so let's uh, let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap this up. You got to go on a vacation tomorrow.
1: I have to go to work first, but then camping. Camping.